0: WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and I am very glad to be back and glad to be here at WRBH, which has done such a wonderful job of persevering and serving our community. Uh, We've been through some really strange times here and some difficult days, but today I'm joined by two gentlemen who have persevered not only through the hard times we've just gone through, but through some other hard times. I want to talk about the past, (laughs) the recent unpleasant present, and then let's talk a little bit about the future of the Dragon's Cafe. I'm joined by Tom Forbes and Chip Duncan, two gentlemen who've been very involved with this. Perhaps the best thing we ought to do is to start with what is the Dragon's Cafe, and why should we be so interested in it? It's an interesting thing.
1: Who wants to start?
2: Well, I'll defer to the senior one here.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Lynn, um, the Dragon Cafe. Uh, first of all, where did the dragon come from? Uh, well, Saint George's Church um, is, uh, you know, obviously commemorates Saint George, who, uh, depending on on how you interpret biblical tales, uh, slew the, the dragon, um, and we don't we don't investigate that too hard uh but anyways um that we have a stained glass window on the front of, of uh, saint george's church uh uh and uh that's uptown uh and um uh, it, it shows a, um, uh, you know, St. George on a horse rearing up with a spear, and he's about to, uh, to kill what appears to be a rather puny dragon. Um, or a very large winged alligator, really, <laughs> I'm afraid, on our window. All yeah. that said, that's how uh, it became the Dragon Cafe. Um, the idea, um, uh, as it coalesced, was to give diners a cafe experience— uh, mm-hmm. rather than just a uh, hey um buddy here's your lunch box go go take it wherever um, or your breakfast box so that's how we started
0: and when did it start i think that's that's interesting to hear it at the birth <laughs> it started because
1: Well, um, it started because uh, uh, after Katrina, uh, which was the end of August of of 2005, uh, nobody was really in the city for the next couple of months except sporadically coming down uh, to check out houses and so Mm -hmm. forth. Everybody had either fled to the rest of the country or they were staying upriver somewhere. And uh, for me, it was Baton Rouge. Uh, And... um, Uh, uh, Eventually, people were starting to come back uh, to see uh, what they could do and how to fix up things. Uh, And uh, there were plenty of people from outside to National Guard and whatever. And um, it began uh, as a way of feeding dinner Mm -hmm. uh, to people. We were thinking probably initially of of our parishioners to begin with. Sure. uh, But but really, whoever came in uh, uh, was... uh, Meals were not that easy to get in New Orleans back in what I call the frontier days, which well, yes. would which would be you know, uh, uh, you know sep- September, you know September, October, November, December, January, etc. Sure. After Katrina, it was a ghost town. Uh, eventually, there was maybe one grocery open. Sure. Uh, and um, uh, but so and,
0: many people had lost. Cooking abilities yeah, yeah. and house a roof of their house. Yeah, they they yeah. they'd lost uh,
1: they'd lost part of their house or part of their house sure. or uh, they would lost the kitchen. Uh, and so um, uh, the idea was let's feed people supper. Mm-hmm. Uh, lunches uh, in in those days were a little bit more available because you could get them off a Red Cross truck sure. or some of the other trucks midday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end of the day, many people were fleeing back up. Uh, uh, Upriver uh, to places that that were dry. Uh, so, our idea was let's 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 make a dinner. Sure. Uh, and so we started that way. <laughs>
0: And we were two days a it, week. Then we started.
1: We? I think with one, uh, and then very quickly went went to two. Um, uh, we um, I'm pretty sure it was around the um, oh, the first or the second week of December of mm-hmm. 2005, sure. um, uh, and um, we began. It, it was kind of a quirky beginning. Um, we um, uh, uh, we we had some grant money from our national diocese, yes. uh, very generous, <clears throat> and. Um, <clears throat> how to arrange things well our, you know uh when um after uh after katrina uh really in in new orleans the episcopal church responded um <clears throat> as as the bishop directed us and um uh so for example trinity uh trinity uh, church uh is a large church and yes. has i think five ministers Whoa. so the so uh, bishop jenkins said congratulations you're the counseling church <laughs> uh, and then um uh the cathedral which is sort of the home of the um of the uh, of the bishop uh has that nice strip of um of, of grass right on saint charles Absolutely. uh right around sixth street and he said okay you're the clothing exchange church in your front yard um St. George's had had a, a tradition uh, over the years of feeding people during uh, during carnival mm-hmm. um, right. uh, for money, yes, for <laughs> which we money. used, which we used uh, 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 mostly to uh, keep the stained glass windows in repair, mm-hmm. including you know George <laughs> on his horse and the spear and the funny looking dragon, um, and um, and that's how we uh, uh, that's how we were sort of uh, designated. And well, so we yeah. took it from there.
0: Well, and, and it's continued. First, you know, we probably ought to say where St. George's is. We're on
2: 4600 St. Charles Avenue. For those local, you know that is we're on the upside, uptown side of Napoleon and on the riverside of St. Charles Avenue, kitty corner from Sacred Heart School. Yeah. And it's been there since 1899, I believe is what the cornerstone says.
0: Well, and it's flourished for a long time, and uh, it's continuing to flourish and continuing to serve meals, and you all did. Now we've talked a little bit about the past and our bad days of Katrina. Let's talk about the bad days that we've just gone through. We've been through some strange times, but we persevered. And how did we do that? Tell us what we did when... The lockdown came.
2: Well, this is Chip Duncan, and what we did was, first thing, we probably all panicked because (laughs) the city was shut down on Friday the 13th, right (laughs) before St. Patrick's Day. So that was really the first indication that things were going to get weird, and they did. Shortly after that, we were informed, um, because of the COVID protocols, that we couldn't be serving inside. We had... um, Vice President of Student Affairs, Dusty Porter, who had gone through all the COVID training, which was beneficial to (laughs) us because the first Sunday that was normally, should have been St. Patrick's Day, we served inside in the undercrawl for the church, and we had takeaway boxes, as we call them. Unfortunately, they're the styrofoam boxes, and that's how we fed everyone. Um, Shortly thereafter, the edict came down from the bishop, oh, no, we can't have people inside the church. So we quickly shifted gears and set it up where we could serve from the door on St. Charles Avenue side. Mm -hmm. And that's how we continue to serve. Um, We're proud to say since the dark days of Katrina, despite um, curfews or restrictions, we have never missed serving a single Sunday.
0: I think that's wonderful. And let's talk a little bit about what you serve, because it's not just... Ham sandwich and a couple of uh, potato chips. Is it? No. Since we've gone to the breakfast style um,
2: menu, which I believe Tom was what around 2009. 2010? Yeah, I, it was
1: um, before that we were we were feeding dinners, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, while we had grant money, as we as the grant money naturally uh, began to reduce, uh, then we figured out. Uh, duh, uh, you can feed people uh, about twice as many people for breakfast as you can for sure. the other meals, simply cost-wise.
0: And we do it on Sundays? Yes. yes. So that's that's our main service. But tell us how we do it, because I think that's it's a wonderful thing that you all do.
2: We have teams of four, and we come in around 7 to 7.15 on Sunday morning, and usually there's a designated cook mm-hmm. who gets everything going. We serve grits. Some better than others, but we serve grits, (laughs) sausage, scrambled eggs with real eggs, not the um, pour out of the uh, milk carton type eggs, and very nice biscuits every Sunday morning.
0: And And coffee, of course. Sausage
2: patty. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. coffee and um, orange juice. That's so right. That's our standard breakfast. And it's been
1: that way for about 10 years. And silverware and uh, jam and jelly and butter and napkins. Um, so it's a complete setup, as if they were still dining at the tables. Uh, yeah. And we regret that we haven't been able to do it, well, but, but we
0: haven't. Well, and let me emphasize this. This is for everybody. In other words, whether you're coming to church, you can go down and grab a plate and we hope, by the way, are we back serving inside yet? I, is Or is that a delicate question?
2: Yeah, we'll be serving inside this Sunday. Oh, good, good. We actually have permission for a change instead of asking for forgiveness later. <laughs>
0: well, no, either way. Exactly. Well, that, that's good. But what I'm saying is I want everyone who's listening to know that if you happen to be by St. George's and you see a bunch of people rushing in, what you're getting is a breakfast that's been prepared moments before and served and you can sit down and enjoy it and then go about your business. And I, I think that's that's been a, a wonderful thing. Are there any changes that are going to be made post? Uh, well, are we really post, post quarantine and COVID?
2: Well, one change that comes to mind immediately is a good change We'll get away from the styrofoam and the styrofoam oh, cups yeah. because yeah. about a year, year and a half before COVID hit, um, our deacon, Joey Clavanger, was very instrumental in having the Dragon Cafe go green. We tracked yes. down a dishwasher, uh, commercial dishwasher in Sladell for the first one, and we used it so much we kind of burned that one out. <laughs> but Joey has also found a restaurant in Sladell that was going out of business, so mm. we basically got all of their um, plateware, silverware, plant, oh. glasses, cups, etc. We had to get three pickup trucks over there to bring it back because it's so much greener to cook and then serve off um, reusable utensils as opposed to any paper and styrofoam. So we hope to get back to that um, this week too.
0: Wow, that must take a lot of work. Do you have who? How many people work the cafe every day we or have, every Sunday?
2: Each team consists of seven to nine people, and, you know, everyone kind of tends to drift to their own skill sets, whether it's cooking, (laughs) setting up, serving, or cleaning up afterwards, and each team has its own unique personality. I'm on team one, and we tend to listen to um, the traditional jazz station in New Orleans. There's another team that a couple of college professors are on and they tend to drift more toward the heavy metal music
0: so, there's, there's and sing for, along exactly there's something for yeah.
2: everyone on each of the unique teams but a lot of the teams have been together I think team one which I'm on has been pretty much the same makeup for about ten years but we always welcome volunteers if you want to come help serve clean up cook any Sunday, particularly in the summer when people are in and out of town.
0: I want you to give a telephone number or an email ad I know no one talks on the telephone anymore. Some kind of a way that they can get in touch with you. And then I want you all to remind me at the end to give it so we can give it again because I know everyone's not sitting around with their pad and pencil. They don't even know we're on yet. So, But this is something... That you can do if you're if you're interested. Give us some information about sure. how you would get in touch with you all.
2: You can always email me, Chip Duncan at C Duncan. That's D-U-N-C-A-N at Duncan D-U-N C A N Savan S E theism in victory dot com. Or call me at the office anytime in New Orleans, five two four. Five five six six, and we will put you to work.
0: <laughs> be careful what you say on the phone. <laughs> you know, to uh, we'll we'll leave that at the station. So, if anyone's interested, we'll we're going to do this again at the very end of the the time we're talking. But also, you can call WRBH because I know that they'll be glad to help people get contact with what we're doing. Well, I can't tell you how proud I am of. St. George's, and I have to reveal, it's my church as well, and I've worked in the Dragon's Cafe and loved it. And you know, when we talk about bad times, I was talking to someone just a few minutes ago before you all came in, and saying, in a way, the bad times of Katrina, in some ways, were very inspirational, and kind of a lot of fun, like we're saying, singing along to Whatever music. Yeah, we
1: had music. We had a a, a little two, three three musician combo. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, it was a—we wanted to give everybody— An actual cafe experience where you sit down uh, and you have a meal and, uh, you know, uh, if you can do it, you have music. Um, But at any rate, you sit down at a table uh, with other people Mm -hmm. and you socialize and you have you eat like human beings. Sure. Which, you know, for some of the fellows who come in from wherever, some from the Salvation Army. Sure. um, uh, You know, it's it's. It's a big, hot breakfast for them. We uh, almost always have seconds. uh, And um, uh, I think uh, that, you know, for our congregation, and particularly for the kids, I think it is good for them to see um, uh, these diners of ours, uh, many of whom come sort of from the street or are underhoused, and they come uh, year in, year out. They are very grateful. They are way more polite than the average restaurant crowd. Oh, absolutely. Something that uh, I like for our young people to see. Uh, and, um,
0: And I think it's good for us spiritually. Of course, yes, and well, and it's kind of interesting to see that one of the things I used to, I found wonderful during the Katrina days, and of course that's when we could all be inside and kind of join. Is you had people from all over the country who had come down to volunteer, who would, I think we housed some of them in the church, but they would eat, and groups from all over would come. So you had a group of very lively young people from colleges and doing their volunteer work and having a good time. Then, of course, you had people who had lost their homes and were having not a real good time. And then you had people from the neighborhood who had maybe, you know, lost uh, a roof or the kitchen was out of order, and they were there. And we were all sitting together, eating together, and I want to. I don't know whether this is right to emphasize this. You have to remember this isn't. It's a religious thing, but it's not. You don't have to be Episcopalian. No. You don't have to. You're not going to be forced to pray or forced anything. We want you to enjoy being with your neighbors. And that's what it was. It was everybody sat down and talked to everybody else and enjoyed it. And people, I can remember, even used to play games afterwards if they didn't have any place to go. This was during the dinner services, particularly. Or they'd watch TV. And there was something really moving about it. Moving. Why should I say moving? It was fun. Where, you, you know, you could sit around with a bunch of different people and talk. Did you all find that?
2: Yeah, that happens constantly. In fact, Mr. Forbes here to my right is one of the few who serves every <laughs> single Sunday. And he's usually at the... Uh, it's an addiction. Yeah, it's, oh, well. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. And so he's there at the head of the serving line, whether we're inside or outside, and knows a lot of the, what we call them regulars, the guests sure. by name. So you get to a point where particularly uptown are the ones who tend to drift toward downtown. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of the guests... Or just around the city, and sure. Maybe Tom and I are easy to recognize because we have this very distinguished white hair.
1: <laughs> so, That's true. It wasn't always that way. Yeah, it's true. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know the cafe has been going on now for I think 17 years, yeah, or good give or take grief. that long. And uh, you know, uh, way back in the frontier days, we were one of the few places where you could score a dinner.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then um, as we started, we originally, uh, we served on, I think, uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights. I think no, that, no, at Thursday and Friday nights. But I uh, think it changed.
0: We and, might have gone we on Wednesday and And we discovered, you know, and, yeah. and
1: so we, uh, the word got around. Uh, amongst the all the the, the wonderful people uh, including all the teenagers who gave up school vacations to come down to New Orleans and gut houses sure. and, you know uh, sweat their faces off in in in, uh, in cruel heat um, then they could come somewhere for a, the word got around
0: yeah yeah and so we we fed right. them
1: on Thursday nights Thursday and Friday nights and then we moved it to Wednesday and Thursday because Friday night was actually hey we got the week done let's go eat at an actual <laughs> A restaurant if we can find one yeah. uh, and so uh, the groups and their sponsors would, would go there and we could feed more of them if it was Wednesday and Thursday right. eventually we cut back to uh, to I think just uh, Thursday and then eventually to breakfast but yeah. when there were all these people coming from out of town God bless them um, we uh, we were able to feed a lot of them, and um, uh, and it was wonderful. You know, these are uh, you you want to feel good about teenagers. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, take a look at New Orleans after Katrina. Sure, uh, they came from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they they worked hard uh, and unselfishly, and it was nice to be able to
0: give them you know sort of a treat. Well, and if I remember correctly, it, there were a lot of grown-ups too who did it, who went back to their churches wherever they were in Illinois or Connecticut or wherever, and uh, that's one of the ways we began to get at least some funding during the time. Am I I right about that? That's
1: correct. We We had several sponsoring churches. Well, that's good. You know, it just worked out that way. And we
2: still have, not so much in the past COVID year, but we still have um, youth groups from various churches Mm -hmm. who come almost every spring break and during the summer. We also have a wonderful group over at St. George's Episcopal School and they do a reading contest, and they get paid for the number of pages they read. I think this is the eighth graders. Christy would know this. And they have been generous every year. And we get three or $4,000 a year from the kids who um, raise this money by reading so many pages. We oh. also have one generous parishioner who really helps. But Drag Cafe is entirely self-funded. Mm-hmm. So we apply for grants wherever we can find them. And we take donations. If anyone out there knows where a industrial refrigerator can fall, <laughs> please let us know because um, the one w- we're going to need a replacement industrial size refrigerator soon. Mm-hmm. And I know Tom has an organization, I believe Lazarus, that donated yeah. the last one.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so we're, we're always on the lookout for yeah, our, uh, la- the Laz the Laz refrigerator.
1: Um, um,
0: yeah, and and
1: so we. Um, Uh, Yeah, think of us uh, when when Give Give NOLA Day comes around. Um, Are are we we on the Give NOLA Day? We had been. I don't know if we were this year. Well. Uh, But, um, you know, we really do operate uh, with—we don't have any real big corporate sponsorship or anything. This is really kind of a church effort and some of the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I think it stayed alive and is is kind of vital uh, as it has. I mean, uh, uh, we—early on— uh, it was mostly people. You know, part of it was to to, to uh, give a dinner to our parishioners, sure who, that most was, of whom hmm. you know didn't have kitchens, uh, me included, okay. um, and were living upstairs or were living upriver, sleeping um, on your brother-in-law's couch, yeah, in many yeah, cases. Yeah. So, as as I say, those days uh, you know lasted several years, uh, and and so we uh, uh, we fed uh, uh, you know. Various groups of people, uh, but I, I found that um, you know the service work um, is is just one of the blessings. Absolutely, and uh, being able to. Um, You know, being able to show the kids, you know, you know what? These guys from the street you think are scary, they're human beings. Yes. And when you get to know them, they're good guys
0: and girls. And I've noticed sometimes there that they want to help. In other words, can I let me help? Lady, let me grab that for you and put that, you know, in other words, and that's wonderful. In other words, they're not, you know, they're people just like you and you can love them. And they seem to love you, so that's fine. <laughs> you know, let me ask you this question really quickly, because as you see, time and time goes fast when you're having fun. Um, how are you all going to continue? Are you going to still serve? I know you're going to go back into in service, you know, in in house. But what about giving out? Are you going to still have um, the meals to take out for people who maybe don't feel comfortable to? go inside? Are we? Do we have container food? Yeah.
2: We will continue having what we call takeaway boxes. Takeaway boxes. For Shouldn't anyone say who container. may not be um, comfortable. In fact, sure. this past Sunday, we offered the J&J one-shot vaccinations oh, t- oh to right. all yes. of our um, guests that normally mm-hmm. come. So we, you know, uh, so I guess the good surprise was we didn't have that many takers simply because so many people have already been vaccinated.
0: Well, that that's good to know. But yes, yeah, so we do try. I know that you all do try to do a, uh, you know, public service at all times. Do you see any changes going forward? Or are we pretty, I mean, we've just come through a horrible situation. And I'm sure everything is kind of Trying to work out, like get new appliances, and remember those appliances I know have been there for a long time, and they tend to break down when you use them as as much as we do. Are there any plans to change in any way, or have we have you all talked about that?
2: Um, what we anticipate the rent moratorium is going to be lifted soon, I believe, and mm-hmm. because our numbers have actually gone down, oh. I think that's because a lot of um, stimulus checks and things Good. of that nature. Um, but as, as we get more back to the pre-COVID-type days, yeah. we anticipate the numbers going back up. And pre-COVID, we were serving between 75 and 100, depending on the, the week sure. of, of guests every Sunday morning. So we anticipate it's going to go back up to that um, level.
0: Well, and, you know, it. I know it's going to be very hard to kind of get an idea. I think there's always going to be a need. And i I want to uh, insist, and I'm sure you all would too, that it is for everyone and you shouldn't feel like oh well I shouldn't do it because am I the person that's you know, needs it the most. But if you feel that you'd like to have a nice breakfast one Sunday morning, you know, come on down, am I right? Oh absolutely. We
2: welcome everyone through the doors at St. George's and in fact a good component of our workers um actually may go to other churches that come well, in to volunteer. We have uh, Kathy Garvey who goes to church out in Metairie, but she comes in once a month. She's a dietitian that helps us with that. And oh, she that's works good. every um once a month, every Sunday, brings her kids in. So we have several people like that.
0: Well and if you know, if this seems to be something that would be appealing to any of the people who are listening to this, like I say, we're let's give that number once more one more time. And we will leave it at WRBA, so you can call WRBH. And if you don't get it now, take your pens and pencils out.
2: Ready, set, go. Call 504-524-5566 and ask for Chip Duncan or email me at cduncan at... Duncan Saban, S-E-B-I-N.com.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you two, and I know this has been an indulgence for me to have friends on for our welcome back public affairs, um, and I hope you'll listen to public affairs over again and again. and. Um, enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing it, and thank you all so very much for coming and, and talking to me again. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you Sunday. Thank, thank you, for Lynn. Us. Thank you for having us, Lynn. This has been Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.